And during the second year, when I realized that I really enjoyed the interdisciplinary aspect of physics, where I can combine computation, experiment, and theory alike, and switch to the physics tripods. That's interesting. I think people are always surprised when they hear that Stephen Hawking wasn't actually based in the physics department. He was over the road in the Department of Mathematics and Theoretical Physics, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Sort of interesting yeah, bridge to cross. It's a very sore point for us physicists. <laughs> <laughs> he was a physicist at heart. <laughs> so, hello and welcome to People Doing Physics, the podcast that explores the personal side of physics at the Cambridge Laboratory at the University of Cambridge. I'm Jacob Butler from the Physics Outreach Office. And I'm Vanessa Bisbus looking after communications for the department. This is July and the streets of Cambridge burst with sun and excitement as students let a communal sigh of relief not that they, now that the academic year is over. This is July and the time for future students to think about what subject they might be studying when choosing to go to the university. As we are welcoming hundreds of potential new students today and tomorrow for the University of Cambridge Open Days, we have invited three of our current undergraduate students to join us in the studio and talk to us honestly and without filters about their experience at Cambridge. Hearing directly from them may help young people thinking about studying physics in Cambridge or anywhere else to take the leap. Misha de Fockhart and Arman Sheikh have just finished their second year. Here in Cambridge, we call it part 1b. And Ming Sha Liu is graduating from Cambridge after his fourth year, which, not confusingly at all, is called part 3. All three of them, and this is just coincidence, are students at Homerton College. With them today, we talk about taking the time to reflect, imposter syndrome, building bridges, and making friends for life. Stay with us. So firstly, welcome to you three, Misha. Hiya. Uh, Arman. Hello. And Ming Xiao. Hello. And thank you for being with us today. So, exams are finished. This year is over. Parties have been hosted. How are you all doing? How do you feel? Exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. But it, it's tiring. Sometimes, uh, uh, in certain ways, more tiring than exams. Yeah, it's like, uh, with exams, it's like adrenaline's pumping. You just sort of like work, work, sleep, work, sleep, sleep. And then now we've got headaches. Like, now what do we do? You know, <laughs> just sort of lying there. Yeah. yeah, I suppose you don't really feel the stress during the exam with the adrenaline pushing you forward until at the end and there's a sudden crush because suddenly everything's over. All the things you've been working for for the past <laughs> few months, it's just finished. Do you have any plans for the summer? Uh, nothing uh, concrete. I'm uh, going home tomorrow, which is, is nice. And I think uh, I think I get to properly relax once, you, once I go home. Um, but uh, otherwise, no, I'm going to... Take it easy. <laughs> um, over the summer, I think I will be doing an internship in condensed matter research. So we're just going to be looking at um, things known as graphullerenes, which are a, a mixture of fullerene carbon nano cages and sheets of them, and then mapping the sort of physical properties of those. Sounds exciting. Yeah, and so this year, initially I promised myself that I would take a break and not do any work for the summer. <laughs> um, but as every single summer goes, this summer I'm going to try and... So in part three, we do this research project, which is very exciting because we get to do a pr piece of primary research of our own. And 
um, after wrapping up the project and my supervisor and I are going to try to finish writing up and hopefully publish the results by the end of autumn. Um, so that's what I'll be working on over the summer, apart from resting. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, don't forget to rest as well. So every episode we do, we ask a similar question to all our guests. Why physics? Obviously, you're all at a very early stage of your journey into physics, but the question still stands. What brought you to physics? Was it a straightforward choice for each of you? Um, I think for me, it wasn't always a straightforward choice. Well, I did think I did always think that I wanted to do theoretical physics from when I from A level and in sixth form, and when I started reading popular science books and. I find it all the ideas of extra dimension and particle all very exciting, even though I have very little ideas about what it's about. And during an open day, um, uh, during my visit um, at, at Cambridge, I was advised to do mathematical tripods because it covers a wide range of theoretical physics topic, which is where I started my Cambridge journey as a math- mathematician. And during the second year, when I realized that I really enjoyed the interdisciplinary aspect of physics where I can combine computation, experiment and theory alike and switch to the physics tripods. That's interesting. I think people are always surprised when they hear that Stephen Hawking wasn't actually based in the physics department. He was over the road in the Department of Mathematics and Theoretical Physics, wasn't he? Yeah. Sort of interesting uh, bridge to cross. It's a very sore point for us physicists. (laughs) (laughs) He was a physicist at heart. uh, We're we're claiming him. (laughs) What about you, Misha? Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't a very clear path into physics. I always, uh, I've always been a scientist. Um, I always enjoyed sciences more than my other subjects at, at secondary school and at sixth form. Um, but uh, one of the reasons I'm at Cambridge is because uh, it has the, the natural sciences course, uh, which was really ideal for me. The opportunity to do uh, four so, uh, sciences in my first year. Um, uh, was really great and I really enjoyed all of them and I had quite a hard time picking physics. Uh, I think I, I made made the right choice and I've really enjoyed doing just physics. Um, but uh, but uh, I, I you know I think that, that it's a really great opportunity to be able to do a year of your course and then decide what science is for you instead of having to choose when you're at sixth form. Because you started with chemistry didn't you? Yeah yeah a, a part, you know I had a really amazing chemistry teacher at sixth form um, and uh, you know, she really kind of pushed me, or yeah, convinced me that I, that I was a chemist. And uh, uh, and then, you know, it took my first year. I really enjoyed chemistry, uh, but also physics. And then only in the summer between my first and second year, I kind of came home to physics and realised that that was that was for me. So you mentioned four sciences you did in your first year. Now, a lot of our listeners, if they're uh, A level students, will be familiar with physics, chemistry, and, and um, Biology, yes. cyclists and maths, <laughs> being the uh, the three scientists. So, what four scientists? Well, so I did I did maths as as uh, as one of my options. Uh, mm. Everyone does maths in the first year. Um, <laughs> well, you I need maths math. to go into physics, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But even the biologists do a, a math a mathematical biology course. Mm. Uh, my my biology module there is there's no just single biology module. You do uh, one of the very many available bio modules, and I did evolution. Um, which was very nice and <clears throat> worked really well. I was worried that it would be a, um, like, you know, I was worried that I'd be out of place because I didn't do any other biological modules. So most people that do evolution also do, uh, you know, uh, biology of cells or physiology or something like that. And I didn't do any, I did chemistry and physics as my other options. Um, but actually it worked really well um, and uh, it was a really nice, you know, really nice course and you get to explain really amazing things about the world around you. 
Yeah, I think it's always good to hear as well just how much maths underpins all of science, whether it's physics, whether it's mm. very obvious connection. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I was definitely surprised about how much uh, overlap there was between what seemed to me like quite disparate subjects. Now, Mark, how about you? Um, so when I was young, my parents, they're artists, and they very much pushed me towards the arts. And again, naturally, you tend to go the complete opposite direction of <laughs> the way your parents push you. So I went to physics. Um, and yeah, I, I started off with, a, with being intrigued by engineering because that's the one that seemed familiar. And I came here for um, a sort of summer school uh, led by Sydney Sussex. And in there, um, they didn't have an engineering option. So I went for the, the physics option. And I learned about these superconducting magnets that sort of like seemingly levitated without, you know, <laughs> I don't know, just like a spooky action at a distance sort of thing. Um, and I, I was just fascinated. And then from there, it was just a rabbit hole. I was like, I didn't know whether I wanted to pursue engineering or whether I wanted to pursue physics. And then finally, just like researching things. And I think something that really tied in with my sort of philosophy of finding out how things work to a fundamental level. Physics sort of ticks all of those boxes for me. And you get to find out how these things work down to the scope of our understanding. And that's why I really decided to pursue physics. And then when I got here, the natural sciences course specifically, rather than Oxford physics uh, straight, the reason is because so many, as Misha said, the, the borders between subjects are so blurry, especially as you go further down. Like you can do biology in physics. And I think at this level, the borders between subjects are so blurry that um, I, the natural sciences degree appealed more than the straight physics degree. And that's why I decided to do physics. Um, you, you all mentioned that, so you started with something else apart from Arman who was like quite clearly focused on, on, on physics from the beginning, but, um, or although actually you were talking about engineering first, but once you applied to um, Cambridge, it was as physics um, students. But so, Misha, um, you were talking about math and Misha, you were in um, chemistry. And so I guess that's the, that's the good thing about that tripos is that there's a lot to choose from, but how do you make those those reflections and those choices? And you also, Mingxia and Misha, you both mentioned that you made the decision in the summer where you had time to think. So do you feel the rest of the, the rest of the year is so busy that there's no real time to think about those kind of very important questions? And yeah, can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, um, so for me, as I was saying that I started in the math tripod, actually interestingly, similar to Armand, my parents were artists as well. So I guess the route into physics has never been uh, very, very straightforward. Um, so it was, so a very good thing about Cambridge education is that you're allowed to go to uh, courses regardless of what courses you're actually taking. And mm -hmm. so I was allowed to take um, like physics lectures uh, alongside with my math lectures if I wanted to. Um, although I did take the math with physics option, which means that in addition to taking mathematics, then I can do a module of physics on the side and that sort of really opened the gates for me. But I didn't really have a clear idea of what I wanted to do until in the summer where by chance, I did an experimental project with the Cavendish lab and I worked on helium scattering um, using spin echo machine, which I found very fascinating. It combines very complicated quantum mechanical ideas um, with like very intricate experimental setups. And I was working on the computational side. So I took data from experiments and applied with 
the theoretical predictions. And I find that process just very rewarding and very satisfying to be able to see a piece of physics growing from purely theoretical mathematics to fruition in experimental setups that things you can observe. And I think it was at that point over summer, I realized that I, I really like this kind of robust way of, um, of doing science and instead of just doing calculations and making theories and waiting for someone to do the experiments for you. I enjoy seeing the process from start to finish. And I think this idea has, has resonated with me throughout my journey in Cambridge and in various aspects that maybe we'll talk about later. But it was, as you said, uh, during term time, um, you have your, your time is stretched quite thin um, given the amount of work you have to be able to keep up and to learn all the content. Um, and so it only took me, it took me a while to do the reflection. I only had a chance over summer and you know, being lucky enough to do the project to, to have this reflection and realization. And it's, um, I guess it's also very good to have, to be able to put your hands on an actual research equipment from very early on in your, in your training, right? So like spending time in the lab and actually getting to be familiarize yourself with the labs and like the experimental research is a, is a, is a, is a good uh, thing. What about you, Misha? You were also saying that yeah. you made that decision. Yeah, I mean, our terms are, are, are so short and so intense um, that uh, I, I often feel that I, I feel quite differently about um, my studies when I'm in, in a term and, you know, kind of really living it second to second. Um, <laughs> Uh, as opposed to when I'm, you know, on holiday and I, I have more time to think about it <clears throat> in a kind of broader, more global view. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I uh, at the end of my first year, um, I was, you know, quite sure that I wanted to do chemistry uh, in my second year. Um, and then only when I, you know, spent a long time uh, away from Cambridge and on holiday and I got time to think about uh, what I want to do, uh, kind of, you know, outside of, of thinking about like how my lecture went this morning or you know how bad my supervision work was <laughs> um i you know i i came to the, the decision that I, I wanted to do physics uh and and i don't know if that's a a, a very i don't know if that's a, a common experience but uh, for me that's really been uh uh you know really every term i have that feeling that like i can't think about how this term went until i'm on holiday and i, I you know i have the time to, to de yeah. Decompose it, yeah, debrief it, that's debrief the exactly. with yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't, yeah. we can't wait to uh, to see what you come up after this summer. <laughs> Maybe there's a little bit. I think it's good to hear as well, I think uh, particularly for you know, students who are choosing university, looking at courses at the moment, there's a lot of pressure and they might feel as if, you know, sort of they're deciding the rest of their life, whereas as we've heard from you guys, you know, obviously it, it sets a certain direction, but it doesn't set in stone what you're doing. You're still you know, left with plenty of options. Yeah, no, and, and, and we, uh, I mean, me and Arman are making choices for next year. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I was kind of worrying about what doors it might close or, you know, what options I would, you know, what, yeah, how much this, these decisions have an effect on my later choices. But uh, actually, <clears throat> I've been speaking to uh, our, our director of studies and he makes it seem like it really isn't, you don't really change your options very much now. There's also some overlap. So um, there is the astrophysical fluids course in the physics courses uh, that that's enclosed in the physics course, as well as general relativity that both the astrophysics and the physics course share. 
Yeah, it's taught by the astrophysics faculty, isn't it? Oh, wow. It is, and supervised by them as well. So mm. you do have a lot of interaction with the astrophysicist. And the thing is, even if you do physics in third year, um, so for example, I took relativistic astrophysics and cosmology in my fourth year, which is also taught in the IOA, which is the Institute of Astronomy. So yeah, I think I really agree with what Amman said about you know choosing the choice you make doesn't determine it doesn't close doors for you. You still have lots of options. And then, sorry, yeah, you can do if if you do uh, even if you do one or the other, you can change in your fourth year again. Uh, and you can do even if you do third year physics or astrophysics, you can change for your masters. You can do the other one if you want to. That's absolutely right. And you can even switch back to math. <laughs> um, yeah. So you kept that door open just in case. Yes. But, but the main thing is that the natural sciences degree itself will arm you to make these changes later on if you need to. And that's what, what, what it does is it makes you a much more well-rounded scientist who can has the scope to go into mainly any field that you want because you have the skills that you've acquired uh, learning these complicated concepts in a relatively short amount of time. Lovely. And with some of our previous guests, you'll have heard about uh, you know, the sort of interesting crossovers uh, where this research is happening nowadays. So you're a few years into your course, or even reaching at the end of it in terms of you, Ming Xiao. Uh, what are the highlights for you? And would you recommend Cambridge, and more specifically physics at Cambridge, to aspiring scientists? Um, for me, I really enjoyed um, the choices we are, we, are, we are afforded in the Cambridge physics course. And so for example, I'm really interested in particles. That's kind of the whole reason I'm here because I just think particles are really cool. And I always wanted to study them. And so in my fourth year, I had the liberty to also go to the math department to learn about the standard model and to learn about you know, the necessary mathematics. I need to learn in order to understand these theories. Um, alongside in fourth year, we had research project, which I think I mentioned very early on. And I think that was the highlight of my uh, Cambridge time here because I can do a piece of science from start to finish that's original. And I just, I feel like it's a dream that I had since, um, when I, since I wanted to apply to Cambridge now, but I just didn't expect that, you know, the, the day would actually come that I'd be actually be able to do that. and. I wouldn't be able to do that if I was doing any other course, actually, as far as I know, um, because it's a very big part of the pottery physics course. So one of the highlights of doing research project is that I get to collaborate with physicists around the world who are working on similar things. And generally, your uh, research supervisor would be very happy to introduce you to researchers working on similar fields, maybe different focus, at different parts of the world and so I got to collaborate with physicists from CERN Geneva and including people in London who's looking at dark matter from different perspective and they all lend strengths into my research which I find it, find it to be a very rewarding experience and that's definitely convinced me that you know I want to do even more physics <laughs> after. Excellent. I suppose coming to a sort of world-leading institution like the Cavendish, they've got these relationships, they can put you in touch with all sorts of interesting people dotted all over. So, uh, how about you other guys? Uh, any thoughts on whether Cambridge was the right place and whether you'd recommend it to others? Um, I think, I think, yeah, like, I mean, going back to my first year, learning, so first of all, I did chemistry, material science and maths, and, um, and physics, of course. Uh, um, 
within chemistry, for example, there were so many questions left unanswered where in A-double you were just told to remember it or told that this is the way you just need to go with it. Whereas you come here and then you see like this orbital picture has, a, has, has more to it and this is, how, this is how chemical reactions happen. And then going back to the physics course, now this year in quantum, we learned about how uh, the, wave, the, the model of the wave function, how we are able to de derive these orbitals based on the, the spherical solutions to the, the Schrodinger equation, whatever that means, you know, like that. Um, just the, the, the way that these, these sort of concepts that when I was researching about Cambridge seem so distant and far away, but now you've come here and they seem almost palpable. And I think that's so profound because I never thought I, was, I, I would be someone who'd be able to understand this complicated mathematics. So, but then you come here and you struggle. You do struggle so much, but in the end of it, you, you do come out in the end becoming so much stronger and so much more developed than you were before. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is uh, a very common opinion, but I found uh, the second year labs, especially uh, our first term, our Michaelmas term labs, really amazing. Um, uh, I, I don't know what I yeah, I, I think so, to some people, to plenty of people, they're quite unpopular. Um, <laughs> but I, I had a really great time. Um, I, I'm, I really love uh, experiment and, and labs in general. Um, I like the practical side to physics. Uh, and I think that's, uh, I think for quite a lot of physicists, that's why we do physics and not, I mean, this is a, a lot what Ming said, um, that's why we do physics and not maths, um, is that we, we care about the experimental evidence behind things instead of just the, the, the theory and, you know, the, the application. Um, uh, and yeah, the, the, second, the second year labs have been really, you know, I, I feel my first uh, kind of proper, I don't know, glimpse behind the veil of, of how you know, real, real research works. And uh, it's been very, uh, very, you know, yeah, very rewarding. Okay. How do you think they differ to the first year labs then? I don't know. I think that, that I mean, the first year, doing four courses in one year, uh, there's not that much uh, content that we cover in the first year. And, and uh, I mean, we cover quite a lot of content, but a lot of it isn't that uh, applied. A lot of it is building blocks for later applied courses. Um, and then, uh, uh, I, I think that in the second year, when, when you, far, you start to get into the, the, f the first, like, you know, really big, meaty topics, um, then you can start experimenting with them, uh, you know, in a, in a lab, and, and there's kind of more, uh, you know, phenomena and effects that you can explore that in the first year there isn't really to uh, explore. I think it's nice to hear as well it's the difference between maths and physics as you see it because I get a lot of A-level students who say I really like maths but you know also I sort of like like the bits of maths that relate to the real world. So yeah. well, actually you like physics. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so m most of you said at some point that you struggle, especially in your first year, um, but found your own ways into um, how to deal with the workload and pressure that comes with it. So. Um, I'm interested to know, like, what would you wish you had known before, um, before starting university that you could now pass on to any new students and those who are about to start applying? Google Calendar. It's <laughs> like something you should just just get a calendar. It just makes life so easy. Um, when I when I first joined, it was just sort of like, oh, I'll keep everything in my head. It's fine. You know, I'll remember everything. All these commitments. I didn't. I, I, I ended up forgetting like he was late to a lot of super. A lot of supervisions <laughs> will be late, uh, as we should know. Um, but yeah, just if you if you just if you find a way to get yourself organized, 
then the degree it's still going to be tough, but it's much more manageable than um, than it than it would be otherwise. And also just finding a way of learning that works for you. Maybe attending lectures every morning at 9 a.m. is not your vibe. Then maybe at 9 a.m. you're not even awake enough to take the continent. Don't watch it at 9 a.m. Then watch it later on when it gets uploaded. And I think that's the thing that. I did wrong, where it was like I tried to conform to the way that everyone learns, or some somewhat everyone seems to learn best. But you have you, the the first year is really about finding the way that you best learn, and I think that's what you should do when you come here. Just take on that approach rather than trying to conform to what 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 works, even if that means missing a few super super works. But make sure you try and understand, get the most out of it. Don't just make it a tick box, basically. Yeah. I'd just like to say that we want all our students to do all their work and certainly not skip anything. <laughs> and supos are like, uh, what are supos, Misha? Supos are small group group teachings. You have uh, one academic and we normally have three students, yeah. but it varies between yeah. two, sometimes Is one. Is the normal word supervision? Yes. Okay, yes. yes. <laughs> Supervisions are very specific to Cambridge um, and that's one of the main main benefit of being in Cambridge as well, you have another thing, access to that supervision. Yeah, another thing very specific to Cambridge is uh, shortening every single word. Yeah. <laughs> if you say a full word, then you're wasting time that you could be spending. It's all about efficiency. Yeah, yeah. Could, could I spend that time watching lectures? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. You're talking about watching lectures. Are our lectures still um, online, but like, or available online? Yes, they should be, and I think what people don't know is like the the lectures recording service that that the I think it's just it might be just the Cambridge or just the the university offers is really really good. Where if you want, you can be reading the handout and then you don't understand a single concept, and you can just search the word up, and it will find in the captions of that uh, lecture where that word has come up and to that timestamp. So there's little <laughs> tricks like this that are so so useful because you can literally find you can pause you can think about it you can really internalize the content so you have the best means of attacking the work that you come across so it looks like Mingxia I didn't know about that and I'm in my fourth year I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I think our main is definitely in writing that especially in your first year of Cambridge you are all alone in college and trying to make friends find your place in a very very big university where everyone's you know, very brilliant. Um, um, it, it can be a very daunting experience and it's all about finding your footing and knowing what works for you. So for me, for me, I agree, Google Calendar is amazing, but after a few years of trial and error, I stick to pen and paper from my calendar, it's from pen and paper, my supervision works on pen and paper. I just haven't moved digital yet. And it's, been, it's been working well, but I do carry a very, very heavy bag. <laughs> Yeah, I have a uh, I have a drawer of uh, of all of my rough working from a term, and each term it's like a stack, you know, fifteen centimeters high or something, of uh, of all my rough notes. So as well as having a sort of fairly unique undergraduate process, Cambridge also is fairly unique in its applications as well. I was wondering if you guys had any advice for people who are uh, you know, thinking of applying to Cambridge in the near future, or uh, you know, things they can do to prepare themselves best for that uh, that particular process. So um, the university has a, so the Cavendish itself has a, a bunch of affiliations. So one of them is um, Isaac Physics, really, really good for interview sort of question prep. So it'll tell you how to problem solve, because what you'll find is your A-level physics that you come with, it, it almost seems formulaic because at that point you don't have the, the resources or maybe, maybe it's just slightly above the scope of, uh, just under the scope of problem solving. But once you try Isaac Physics, you really know how to best approach these problems and how you can solve these day-to-day -day problems. 
um, I think that's a very good thing. And also just um, have a look at some of the, the medicine actually resources. Uh, so there's something called BMAT Ninja. Um, it, the physics section and the math section there, it's really good for the NSAA prep because it's the quick fire questions that you can quickly run through and really like focus on timing yourself and getting these answers quickly because that's what's required in the NSA. Is that the, uh, the entrance exam for physics? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, so just just to mention ISAF-EXIT again, because I used that extensively when I was applying to Cambridge, even though I did apply for math, but on my application, I did write that I'm also really interested in physics. And um, so apart from doing my A-level work, I basically just spent a whole day doing ISAF physics. And they, they hold this summer camp in ISAF physics called the Senior Physics Challenge, which um, I was quite lucky to be selected and it would it really helped me in terms of my confidence when talking about physics because they bring you to Cambridge for like a two, three day residential and then they give you lectures and you get to meet some of the academics here and then they they it's they give you like a confident confidence pep talk, but also at the same time give you a more realistic view about what it's like to um, to do natural sciences here. And and, but yeah, I think to apply to Cambridge, um, you do have to sort of work slightly beyond what you're doing A-level in terms of problem solving. And so, and also by exploring different problems, you also show initiative that you're interested in exploring more difficult ideas. Um, so I can't comment too much about natural science application process, but um, in terms of mathematics, then you have to do the STEP exam, which is um, exam that uses only uses A level mathematics, but it really stretch it so that so that you can do some really creative problem solving, and I think that's very good practice. And if you're a more mathematically leaning applicant, it can also be a helpful practice for you as well. We'll put the notes to uh, Isaac Physics in the show in the, the link to Isaac Physics in the show notes for anyone who is interested. Misha, what about you? Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed my application process. Uh, I, I don't know if that's normal, but um, I, uh, you know, you, you have an interview and you get to spend, I don't know how long it is, 25 minutes or something um, with, you know, I, I applied to Homerton where I now am. And, you know, I got to spend 25 minutes who, who with the, the academic who is now my supervisor. Um, and uh, it, it was, you know, it was quite fun. We talked about some maths and, and uh, some physics problems and, uh, yeah, I think that if you can, I mean, obviously it can be a very stressful time, but if you can enjoy it, um, uh, you know, it is it is a nice opportunity and uh, and it, it is the kind of work you'll be doing when you get here. It's the kind of uh, way things will, will be organized. It, and I think people often say that, that interviews are meant to be a kind of mock supervision. Uh, the, the person who's interviewing you is trying to figure out um, whether you're the kind of person who would learn well in a, in a in a Cambridge supervision, um, uh, and so you know I, I yeah I, I treated it quite like uh, I don't know what the word is but I, I I did it as if I was just trying to learn from the from the thing and when there was when there was content in my interview that uh, I hadn't seen before um, I I tried to learn it from the from the supervisor and it, it yeah it was quite fun. Yeah, generally the supervisor or like your interviewers um, in your interview they are happy to help you. They, they're there to help you. It's, a, it's more like a conversation than a test. And I think that's quite an important thing to keep in mind that mm -hmm. it's, um, it's trying to see, like your supervisor, 
your interviewer is trying to see if you have the ability to problem solve and to dis discuss with them and communicate your ideas. And so if anything, it's if you don't understand something, it's a good thing because once you explain that you don't understand it, but you show them where, where you're at and they can lead you from there. And that shows that you have the skills to overcome the difficulty in, in an academic problem. Mm. Yeah, I like, you know, I can say with real confidence that uh, it's uh, it's quite rare. Or it's uh, barely ever that I do a supervision, and everyone in the supervision understands everything that happens through the whole thing, the whole the whole time, the whole you know, the whole point of, of supervisions and of, of your degree here is you know not understanding things and then and then learning them. And uh, the interviewers is a similar a similar situation. Yeah. So no surprise then when you arrive in Cambridge, you know what to expect. Kind of yeah. 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 You've gone through the yeah the, the interview and so obviously part of the application is also selecting your college mm. uh, and that should be the fun part isn't it <laughs> um and all of you happen to be at homerton and i said <laughs> it's a coincidence um, tell us more what is college life like and what do you like about it or maybe just dislike so I, I initially picked Churchill because it was the closest one to the department, but um, <laughs> unfortunately, or fortunately, I was pulled to Homerton, which is the furthest from the department. But I'm so, so happy that I was because the, just, just, the, just the, the space, the, the, the sort of beautiful gardens, the, the people you meet. So Homerton is one of the bigger colleges, so it has lots and lots of people from all, so all backgrounds, all ethnicities, all religions, race. And it was, it was just it's just really lovely having a place that you can that really does feel like home that you have people to talk to and lots of them as well and being slightly out of center as well has its perks because it's like you won't hear the the the, the noise from the outside it's sort of like its own little campus so yeah that's why i really like homerton yeah i didn't apply to homerton initially either um i wasn't sure what to put on my application and but because i wanted to do math and trinity has the most mathematician so that's that's what i put down mm. And so my interview process was slightly different as well. I did like a one hour test before my interview and I brought my script into the interview, which is which lasts another hour and I talk about problems you haven't solved. And after all that, um, uh, so I was pulled to Homerton, which I'm very, very happy I got pulled to Homerton because it's a, it's a very beautiful and not as rigid environment, if I might say, um, because it's, it's more modern and it has very modern facilities and the people here are I would say I believe it's statistically correct to say that it's more diverse as well and and it's just a lot more welcoming um, welcoming environment and similar to what Armand said is being far away from center may create this like little bubble of of home space in contrast to working in a department so I have this separation between going to town for my supervision lectures, work, and then coming back and just relaxing and unwind, which I don't think every um, is afforded by every college. I like how you present the Cavendish as into town when really most of people think that it's like the other end of the, more, of the city, but yeah, we'll take that. across town to the other side. Yeah, but you also said something about um, life in college having the opportunity to mix with a lot of very different people so not being just between physics students but being able to socialize and, and mix with students in i don't know architecture literature this kind of yeah you know. the way they organize accommodation in hometown is they um you live with you in first year and second year you generally live with people in your own year um but regardless of subjects so i get to meet 
um, a lot of people doing different subjects ranging from English, architecture, physics, mathematics, and you're exposed to a very diverse ideas and background, and and you make you truly make lifelong friends. I mean, it's quite early on in my <laughs> career, but I'm hoping it, it is lifelong. Um, and and yeah, and so the outlook you guys also get exposed to very different outlooks in life. So so some of my friends who's doing. English literature wants to go into publishing, and so the things they've been looking up and being exposed to are a bit very different from me, who wants to keep researching dog matter. Um, but through this conversation, it just it makes your college experience very, uh, very rich and just very, very fun. Yeah, I think it feels really like you know a, a proper kind of academic life when you go to dinner and you get to talk about you know we, you know we uh, I eat in the in the hall in college quite often and uh, you know you get you sit at you know in this beautiful Cambridge College Hall and you get to talk about you know uh, the advanced physics that we're doing and the you know Middle English book that the English students are reading and, and you know it's I don't know it's it's nice and it, it feels uh, it feels academic. So to finish off, let's look to the future. Do you know where you'd want to be in six months or in a few years, both geographically and professionally speaking? Um, I think I want to hopefully branch out from Cambridge, maybe go to the States and you know have a new academic environment, but then come back here maybe for a PhD because that'd be quite fun. And, you know, having a doctor in front of your name is always nice, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's what I want to do. Um, for me... I think I, I would like I would love to do a PhD, but I want to take more time to do research. So I'm taking a year out and researching different programs around the world and try to you know, similar to what we talked about before, you have very little time to sort of reflect during term time. Um, but now during vacation, I can do more research and prepare my application uh, for a PhD program. Will you take time to rest? Yes. Yes. yes, while I'm resting. Okay, good. I'm being a mother, mother like now. <laughs> yes. It's important to take it time to rest. It is also important. I have no idea. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, you know. That's good as well. It's for now, to, yeah, for now it's pretty uh, pretty prescriptive. Next year I, I do another year and then uh, I hopefully do a master's after that. Um, they're normally kind of built in. Uh, you just move naturally into the fourth year. Um, but uh, after that, I have really no idea. Uh, I, I think a PhD would be fun. Uh, I, I think I would enjoy one, but you know, I haven't thought very much about it. Um, and I don't know, I, I, I quite enjoy uh, leaving it open until the last minute. That's fair. Um, a final piece of advice or wisdom or warning to give to budding physicists and prospective Cambridge undergraduates? Definitely keep an open mind. Uh, the decision you make now is not permanent and being at a good department doing things you enjoy also means that the academics and your supervisors will be there to help you branch out to things that you are tr you truly enjoy doing um so i think set aside three hours or two hours in a week where all you do is research or find out about what interests you jump down the rabbit hole find out make yourself interesting and you know, you'll enjoy it in the process as well. And no matter where you're from, so like I never thought I'd be able to come to Cambridge. And now coming here and seeing how palpable it is, it's just driven by interest. You just have to just get in there, get interested. And you know what, your, your life will take you on crazy journeys and hope maybe you'll end up here, maybe you'll end up somewhere else, but it'll be amazing in the end. Yeah, uh, I think those are both great pieces of advice. I don't know what I'd add to them, honestly. Um, uh, yeah, I think, uh, 
I think if you come here, you'll have a great time. And and physics is is a really beautiful subject that uh, will never get old. <laughs> oh, what a beautiful thing to finish on! Thank you very much to all of you um, for taking the time to be with us today, and um, of your very busy party um, calendars. Um, we hope you enjoy your summer, and um, good luck for your next few years in the, in the in the program. And to Mingxia for the rest of your career. Thank you. So thanks to um, Misha uh, de Popart, Mingxia Liu and um, Arman Sheikh for taking part in this episode, which has been recorded and edited by our technician Chris Brock. Check the show notes for details of what has been discussed. And if you would like to learn more about our work at the Cavendish Lab, please go to www.phy.cam.ac.uk. Thanks for listening to People Doing Physics. We'll be back next month. Until then, take care.